how can organizations better determine and prioritize which flaws to fix first? Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor with Information Security Media Group. And to help me answer that question, I'm speaking with Wolfgang Kondak, CTO of Qualys. Wolfgang, thanks very much for joining me today. Hello. Matthew, it's a pleasure to be here with you. We've been hearing for a long time about the need to triage and to prioritize which vulnerabilities and flaws organizations should be fixing first. Obviously, we haven't solved this problem yet. It's still an ongoing topic of discussion. Where are we? What's the state of the art when it comes to knowing which flaws to fix first? Yeah, I think you're totally right. Since the beginning, Qualys has said, assign a severity value to a vulnerability and said, okay, so fix severity five first because those are the worst. TVSS came along and there it was 10 is the worst value, so the idea would be fix 10 first. Well, it turns out that this is not the best way of doing things. And the best way of doing things is going after vulnerabilities that are actually being exploited in the wild. Not so much looking at the severity. What's in use? What do the bad guys attack? What's most stable? Do you have it in your network? And if you do, those are the ones that you would want to go after. So you're prioritizing based not on what might happen, but what is happening. Absolutely. We are working with a number of other companies. We share information on what is seen in the wild. So importantly, this is a vulnerability focus, not a malware focus, because there's a lot of malware out there. And some numbers say there's over a billion malware samples per year now. How are you going to deal with that? The life of these malwares is so short that a database update is challenged, actually, to get there quickly enough before it, it mutates again. We're talking about vulnerabilities. They were always much lower in number, roughly 6,000 per year. But here we're saying if you focus on the ones that actually have exploits available, roughly one-tenth, so about 600, and if you further want to restrict that to the ones that are actually in use in the wild, then we're looking at maybe 60 a year. So it's a rather small number that if you are starting your vulnerability management program, should help you to be much more effective in dealing with these 60 vulnerabilities that, that, that you know, get exploited on a typical, in a typical year. And where do organizations go to help assess which of these 60 vulnerabilities they should be aware of and which ones they should prioritize? Okay, well, you can buy our product, so that would be Qualys, and that product in specifically is called Threat Protect. So it takes our vulnerability knowledge base and further gives it attributes that help you to limit that and then give you very quick access to it. If you want to do it by hand, the information is in the public, or most of it is in the public. So you're looking at research reports that come out periodically, research that comes out ad hoc, things that are being presented at conferences like that, research conferences, and you're looking for vulnerabilities that are actually being found in the wild. And then you have to develop the mapping for that. And then, then you could say, where, where do I have this? And this is probably what I should do. I think what we are bringing to the fray is we have a team dedicated to do this. Uh, our idea is, to, uh, I mean, timeliness is important. You don't want to notice it three months after uh, with attacks being coming out very quickly. So you want to do this in a very dedicated fashion at this point in time. One of the ongoing challenges for many organizations and something that's often decried by security experts is the amount of time that it takes even proactive organizations, organizations that proactively patch, to get rid of these flaws because obviously they have to test it, release it, make sure that it's not crashing all of the various kinds of custom code they're using inside the organization, sometimes outdated technology as well. Do you have any sense of what the mean time to patch is these days and what is actually a reasonable amount of time? 
so it depends on the type of vulnerability, but best case, which would be highly publicized vulnerability that people are aware of, we're probably talking about 18 days right now to get to a half-life, so 50% of all instances were eliminated. That is okay, but much too slow for modern attackers. Modern attackers turn these things around within a week. So that's not to say that there are organizations that patch within a week, which I think would be a good target for you to neutralize many of these attacks. So under a week is, I think, what you should be shooting for. There are some that can do it. The average is at 18. Probably means there's some people around at 60 days, 90 days. And I think even Microsoft says their worst vulnerability exploitation vector, I think, is three, which means likely to be exploited after 60 days or somewhere else. So that is not a good timing anymore when you talk about months. So, yeah, as quick as possible. Week is good. Month is not so good. Longer than a month, I think you, you should be reviewing what you're doing. Now, I know it's complex, so maybe you should be simplifying your environment. Primarily the desktop environment. I mean, if you could simplify that, you could probably just put it into auto-patching just as you run your cell phones and tablets today. Well, you prefigured my next question. Obviously, if you're on an iOS device, many kinds of Android devices, it's going to be grabbing updates to the operating system and grabbing updates to apps automatically. That's not a paradigm that we see at play in most Windows machines, maybe some Mac machines these days. So is there a good business case, a good security case to be made, as you said, for simplifying, for trying to get rid of everything you don't need or which can't be moved to the cloud? Yeah, absolutely. I just bought yesterday some wine and the cash register was running Windows 98 and was connected to the internet. So very bad. I think these people would be much better off with a tablet. Probably runs the same solution by now. And just from an architecture perspective and updating perspective, uh, probably, I don't know, 100 times more secure than, than what they're running there now. So I paid in cash. So that was the way for me to mitigate the vulnerability that I saw there. Words of wisdom. <laughs> well, Wolfgang, thanks very much for your time today. Matt, it was a pleasure to be here with you. For Information Security Media Group, this is Matthew Schwartz. Thank you for joining us.